Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting His kingdom. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m., followed by a second service at 10.45 a.m. Today's message is Unchanging Faith. Here's Derek Bowman. Good morning, good morning. All right. So I'm going to do something a little different this morning. I want you to turn to your neighbor. I want you to look him in the face. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look him in the face. Say good morning. Good morning. And then I want you to tell, I want you to tell the people that are around you, this crazy guy right here is going to be dealing with some difficult stuff this morning, okay? All right. See, God is with us this morning, see? See that? All right. This morning, I want to dive into a topic that we're all familiar with, but it's a hard topic, and that's the death of a loved one. You see, this topic is difficult because we love our loved ones, and we know that eventually they get home, they get called home to be with God. But in that, when that time comes, we lose sight of the bigger picture, which is number one: there's no more pain, there's no more suffering, and number two they get to be at home with our Heavenly Father. Our faith in this instance more than likely is tested, and for some, we stop believing in His grace. What happens is we start to blame Him for taking that person that we cherish so deeply, and we start to blame ourselves with self-pity for either not spending that time when they were with us or not telling them, I love you, that one last time. So we get into a funk and we stop, stop believing in his word. So this morning, I'm just going to touch real briefly on two scriptures. The first scripture is Revelations 21, verses 1 through 4. And then I want you to bookmark this, uh, this second scripture. It's James chapter 1, verses 2 through 8. In Revelations... Chapter 21, it begins and it says, a new heaven and a new earth. Chapter, one, I mean, verse 1 says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne say, look. God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from your eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. If I get emotional, guys, please forgive See, this morning, my family that's, that's here, uh, we're going to a, through a hard time. Both of my grandmothers right now, as I speak, are not doing too well. There's been a lot of tears that have been shed. There's been a lot of heartache that has been shared. Now, I can only speak for myself. But the old me would not understand the hurt, and I probably would have blamed God right about now. 
I can be honest with you and I can tell you I wouldn't look this good right now if it was old me. I tell you that I probably would be very disorganized and disoriented. I can go a little further and tell you that not just my family, but my church family, you guys would have to come to my house and check on me because I probably wouldn't understand. I'm, I don't deal well with loss. But oh, when I think about the God that I serve and how he's brought me all, through a lot of hard times, I stand before you today and I say that not only in this time and not in this process, at one point have I blamed him, have I questioned him, or felt forsaken in his purpose. I once heard my parents tell me, count it all joy. That would confuse me to the point where I would get mad and frustrated. They're here, so I'm going to let you know. They're probably going to laugh at me, so it is what it is, okay? But I would call them from time to time, and I'd be going through things, whether it be with the wife or whether it be with the kids, getting ready to let them go home to see God because they've done something crazy or something on the job, whatever the case may be, and I would call them. And I would sit there, and I would talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk until I was blue in the face. And knowing them, like I said, this is probably the time before FaceTime. Knowing them, they would probably put the phone down. They would go into the other room, probably have dinner, have some wine, you know, and uh, come back, and I'd probably still be talking. After I would get done, they say, are you done? Okay, son, count it all joy. Count it all joy for everything. And I would still get frustrated. But when I look back at these hard times that we've been going through, those words hit home so hard that the first thing that comes to my mind are those words, count it all joy. So I want to look at James chapter 1, verse 2 through 8. If you notice, as far as words up there say, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces per- perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given unto you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. Now, my understanding of this might be a little bit different when you read it and then you apply it. I take the scripture as saying, count it all joy in life, love, and loss. Count the times you shared with that loved one. Count the times you said, I love you. And that loved one shared back and said, I love you, and I'm so proud of you. Also count it all joy when that same loved one goes home to be with the Lord. Now, that's not just saying with the loss of a loved one. It's also saying on your personal life when everything is not looking good and everything seems like it's falling out of place. Good times and bad. Count it all joy. We don't take the time in our personal life to actually focus on God and what he's provided for us. 
we get complacent, we get lazy with God. I think we all know these feelings to be uh, true. As we look back at our life, when a loved one passes, we start to think of certain times that we might have hurt or disrespected that person. And you think, man, I wish I could take back and change how I said it and done it different. So what you do is you play the the woulda, coulda, shoulda game. And in that time, that's the wrong thinking because every moment that you spend with that person is a cherished moment. You get to grow, you get to learn, and you get to live through every moment that was spent with that person. I remember when I was a little kid, my parents would keep my sister and I from funerals because they wanted us to stay young and stay innocent. And I think about the hurt and the pain. But as we got older, they would explain certain aspects of death and the grace of God. Now, my stepfather that's sitting here and my father that's back home, uh, they're both pastors. And what they have to do sometimes, they have to go to the nursing homes and they have to go to hospitals. They have to go to places where people are sick. And they have to deliver messages for funerals. Growing up, this was the norm for our family. There would be times where I would call my dad and even him, I'd call him and I'd say, hey man, I got this going on. I got that going on. Let's meet up. Let's do this. And they'd always tell me, well, let me check my schedule. Let me see if I have something that's going on today. Now, I'm not saying that my fathers were bad fathers or they missed certain things because they're ever so present and ever so dear to my heart that everything that goes on in my life, they're in there. But I would tell you, it would get frustrating and it still does to this day sometimes. It gets frustrating when they have to check their free time to see what's going on. But I don't look at that. What I say is they're doing God's purpose. They're doing what they're supposed to do. But the one thing that I've never asked, even my dad, never asked him, Dad, how are you doing? Dad, are you Okay. It wasn't until recently that I finally answered this, to ask that question. The response put everything into reality for me. You see, what my parents were teaching me and still are teaching me is putting faith to work. He told me it's not easy going to church seeing uh, member, or excuse me, church members that are hurting over losses and delivering, delivering sermons for funerals for friends and even his own family members. But in his own words, he says, you have to practice what you preach. You have to believe in the words that God laid forth to us and know that in his words and his love, they all endure. He says, it's hard. You can't even imagine. But when you have God with you, you can do all things through Christ. In that moment, I started to think back to all those times where I would see my parents sitting on the front pew and up in the, in the pulpit not crying, smiling, and praising God for his holy name and his glory in spite of everything that was going on around them. Now, obviously, were they in pain? Absolutely. But both of them were teaching me life lessons that I am realizing now that walking in unchanging faith and believing in the one that's lost, they're dancing in heaven right now and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing because God has willed them to do that. 
When I think about it like that, I can breathe a little easier. I can sleep a little better. I can move on with life and know that God's purpose for my life is meant to spread the word and to give inspiration and compassion through hard and tough times. This road doesn't stop, and our path keeps going. We have to keep moving forward, and our Heavenly Father is with us every single time. Now, I'm about to show a video. The last service, everybody kind of laughed and chuckled, so I'm just going to keep it, keep it light. We have some cowboy fans here, correct? Okay. We have some, we have some cowboy fans here, and if anyone else, if anyone else is not a cowboy fan, we can talk in the parking lot after this. It is what it is. It's okay. But the, the video that I'm about to show not really a fan of, of his team, but I am a fan of him. Only because this man has been through everything. He's been through it with grace and mercy, and he's done everything he's supposed to do. And in doing that, he's come out on top. He's, he's faced adversity, and at the same time, he does everything he's supposed to do. So I'm going to play this video. It's very short, and I'll come back, and I'll fellowship with you. My dad passed away. Before I walk through the door, I can see the EKG moving just fine. I take one step into the door and I say, Dad, I'm here. The line goes flat. I miss my dad every single day. He gave me so much. And maybe, maybe most of all, he gave me the gift of perspective. I remember playing t-ball as a kid. And not to brag, but I was a really good t-ball player. I mean, I'm talking about really good. I remember thinking, you know, I could be something special one day. My dad thought I, I might be getting ahead of myself, so he'd, be, he'd set me straight and he'd say, son, potential just means you haven't done it yet. Already in my career, I've seen that lots of people have potential, but not everyone does it. The question isn't whether you have something to offer to the world. You definitely have something to offer to the world. The question is how and whether you'll do it. And I've learned that the difference isn't the way people handle themselves when things go well, the moments that really matter are the moments when life tells you no. Let me put it this way. I love singing. Dancing machine, smooth criminal, this guy. But no matter how badly I want to be a pop star, I cannot sing. So the question I asked when life told me no was, what am I capable of? I knew I could throw a football and move really well. I knew I could have the focus. I knew I had the ability to succeed. So a few days after our first meeting, I walked back into my coach's office, chest big, feeling good. And I said, coach, I'm going to be your starting quarterback. I'm going to play in the National Football League for a long time. I'm going to multiple Super Bowls. I'm going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. What do you think? Three days later, he named me his starting quarterback. When life tells you no, ask yourself honestly, what am I capable of? Find a way to keep things in perspective. That doesn't make the painful moments any less painful. But it does mean... You don't have to live forever in the pain. If we know what we're capable of, if we stay prepared no matter what, if we keep our sense of perspective, even when times are tough, then I know that together we're going to do amazing things with our potential and achieve our greatest dreams. I would say good luck, but I don't believe in good luck. Go make it happen. This is my story. Now it's time to write your own.
not a Seahawks fan, but I am a fan of him, and you can see why. Only because this man has been through everything. He's gone through losing his father, and at the end of the day, he's still here with a positive mind to inspire, to do the things that he needs to do for not only himself, for his family, and for us. So I would encourage you, as I've motiv- excuse me, motivated myself to do, Take the time to look at life and be an inspiration to others in hard times and praise God for everything that he has done for us. I encourage you to take one day at a time and in that, live for the moment. Count it all joy and keep the faith. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for everything you're doing for this church, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing for your congregation, Lord. Lord, I pray for a life, health, and strength for everyone in this room and even not in this room. Lord, I just want to say thank you for just supplying this message today and to, to be with us, Lord, while we're in this, in this church fellowshipping with you, Lord. Lord, give us traveling grace as some of us have to get on the road. Keep them safe. Keep them warm, Lord. Lord, I just want to say thank you for just being ever so present in everyone's life in here. Lord, as I end this prayer, I just want to say thank you again. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Journey Elder. Come check us out. We're located at 1221 North Avenue C, Elgin, Texas 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 512-661-8411. We hope to see you soon and may God bless you.